chose to walk with us these tribal trails hi and welcome to tribal trails today we're here with dr gary parker welcome to the program thank you thank you on a previous program we talked about uh, scientists finding a dinosaur bone and they cut it up and they found evidence of blood in there and uh -huh. you're starting to mention something about carbon dating can you explain to me how that was related to that oh yes uh, yeah that was that's been one of the most exciting discoveries in in recent times so everybody thinks dinosaurs millions of years dinosaurs millions of years dinosaurs millions of years go hand in hand Science is telling us something quite different. Uh, and remember, science is a Christian's ally. Science is a Christian's friend in its battle with evolution. <laughs> and science is a nuisance for <laughs> evolutionists. It keeps getting in the way <laughs> of their preaching an anti-God philosophy. And uh, uh, the man at the center of the controversy is a man I admire for many other reasons, uh, Jack Horner, the Museum of the Rockies out in Bozeman, Montana. Well, he and his team discovered a T-Rex, excavated a T-Rex from the wilds of Montana. But when they plaster jacketed a big leg bone, uh, the helicopter they'd hired to haul it out couldn't lift it. So they cut it in half, and on the inside... They found red, squishy, soft bone marrow full of blood cells and uh, blood vessels. And you know, it was just totally astonishing. It was supposed to be 68 million years old, but the lead investigator on the blood was uh, uh, Dr. Ange, uh, Mary Schweitzer. She says you put a test tube full of red blood cells on a shelf in an air-conditioned lab, they'll disintegrate in a week. What are the ads that are going to last 68 million years and the wilds of Montana, earth upheavals, rain, freezing, thawing, all that? It's not going to happen. And so this was direct evidence uh, that these animals could not possibly have been millions of years old. And they were tied in rock layers. The whole, so if you bring that into the recent time, the whole rock layer comes with it. And so, wow, you know, what are we going to do with this? And the evolutionists first totally resisted it. They just made up stories about what it might be. But the evidence got clearer and clearer and clearer. It's just blood, blood cells, blood vessels, squishy bone marrow. Uh, incidentally, what that means is we have dinosaur DNA. You know, now our red blood cells don't have any DNA in them. They're just really partial cells. But reptiles have nucleated, they have DNA in their blood cells. And so, wow, you know, you tell that to kids, we can clone dinosaurs. Well, you need two things. You need the dinosaur DNA. We got that. And a dinosaur mom. Okay, the only thing that can read dinosaur DNA and read the instructions to make a dinosaur <laughs> is a mother's egg cell, a dinosaur mother's egg cell. Or maybe an alligator, crocodile. Maybe they'd be close enough. I imagine some people have tried that, so I don't know whether that'll work or not. It hasn't yet. Uh, but uh, So we can't quite clone them anyway, even if you had the perfect DNA. But boy, does that tell us something about how old they are. I mean, soft tissue like that just plain disintegrates. And, I mean, 
the laws, you can't get around it. Okay, there are chemical processes that are going to happen. It's not what we don't know. It's what we do know about the laws of chemistry and, and those things that tell us that can't last for a very long time. And here's why. And you could go into all kinds of detail. But there's another test that we could run. Carbon-14. And you might, you know, a lot of people say, well, aren't you a creationist? Do you believe in carbon-14 dating? A lot of people, well, I can't be. You can't be a Bible believer and believe in carbon-14 at the same time. Oh, yeah, you can. <laughs> carbon-14 is the creationist friend again. <laughs> and so carbon-14 is a radioactive form of carbon. It's only about one out of a trillion carbon molecules or carbon-14. But as long as a plant or an animal or a person is alive, uh, you know, the plants are taking in carbon dioxide with some carbon-14 in it. We're eating the plants and the animals are taking it in. And, you know, it's, so it's circulated around. So there's a little bit of carbon-14 compared to a lot of carbon-12 and everything until you die. Once an animal or a plant or a person dies, then they're not taking in any new carbon. And so the carbon-14 they have begins to break down. Half of it disappears every 5,730 years. So if you found a fossil that had some carbon in it, but only half as much carbon-14 compared to carbon-12 as the same living thing would have, you say, well, that's been dead one half-life. It's about 5,730 years old. If you found a quarter as much, you'd say, you know, it was twice that old and so on. So it loses half of its value every half-life. The most you can get on a carbon date, you know, if it, 10 half-lives would only be 57,000 years. And by that time, there's so little carbon-14 left, you wouldn't be able to find it. And that's not even one-tenth of one million years. So if you find any carbon-14 in, you know, in a fossil that has carbon in it, you know automatically the maximum age it could be. It doesn't give you the exact age. It gives you the maximum age. The maximum age it could be is only thousands of years. Well, guess what? We find carbon-14 in fossils of all kinds all over the planet. Uh, Vance Nelson of Creation Truth Ministries .org here in Canada, Brian Thomas at the Institute for Creation Research in Dallas just published an article, Creation Research Society, on carbon-14 from fossils in all the different geologic systems, meaning they're all only thousands of years old. The Wright Project found the same amount of carbon-14 in upper fossils high in the, quote, geologic column, in the middle, down at the bottom, in other words, early, middle, and late flood, they all had about the same amount of carbon-14. They're all about the same age. They were all deposited about the same time. <laughs> you know, the year of Noah's flood, the method's not precise enough to give us the exact date, except it does set a maximum. It can't be more than a few thousand years. Well, that's pretty exciting. Well, what about that T-Rex with the fresh blood in it? Um, I was teaching a homeschool class at our museum down in Florida, and one of the students had picked this up on YouTube. And so she brought it in and played it for the class. A radio announcer in Denver had arranged to make a phone call to the Museum of the Rockies in Jack Horner. Uh, and so he called him, you know, and he'd gotten permission to record the conversation. And so some pleasantries, and then he comes to the point. He says, I've been authorized to offer your museum 
$10,000 if you'll do a carbon date on that T-Rex leg bone you found with the bone marrow and the squishable, stretchable blood vessels and, and red blood cells. Well, if he'd called my museum and said, I'll give you $10,000 if you'll do it. I said, well, here's the address. Please send it to me. <laughs> all excited. But there's a long silence. He said, what's the problem? And, you know, uh, finally, Dr. Horner says, well, uh, you know, this is a dinosaur. You know, it's way too old. There won't be any carbon-14 in it. Oh, he says, that's all right. We just want you to do the test. If there's no carbon-14, you still get, your museum still gets the $10,000. Well, it's a win-win situation. Silence. Well, what's the problem? And, you know, it's kind of hemming and hawing and, and uh, wow, you know, you're wondering, well, what's, what's he afraid of? And uh, like I say, I have a lot of respect uh, for, for Jack Horner and his paleontology work, but he was just terrified of a simple fact, just a carbon date. Because he was af afraid if they did find carbon-14 that he'd be branded, you know, as the one who let the creationist, you know, get a young date on a dinosaur and he'd be expelled from the evolutionary community. And, of course, I chose the word expelled related to the Ben Stein movie about the people expelled by evolutionists for even... They were, they were still evolutionists. They just believed in listening to the creation side of the argument. <laughs> he was just terrified. And, and then he said, you know, well, you know, it costs about $500 to get a carbon date. And he said, well, we'll pay for that, too. You still get the full amount. And then they doubled the amount. Mm -hmm. We'll give you $20,000, and we'll give you five more carbon dates you choose as long as you do one carbon date. And there was lots of carbon in that T-Rex leg, but yeah. lots of carbon. And still, he just hesitated. It was, it was just obvious. He was just scared to death of a simple fact. Praise God. If you're a Christian, you don't have to be afraid of the evidence in God's world. You enjoy it. You look for it. Yeah, wow. You know, the whole place is an adventure, and it's an adventure not just in discovering facts. It's an adventure in coming closer to understanding, enjoying fellowship with the author of those facts. <laughs> your site, you don't just like discovering, you know, a special thing your, your grandmother crocheted for you. It's not just a thing. This tells you about your grandma's love for you. You say my faith has no reason. It's just a in the dark You say it's not based on logic Just a comforting thought But my eyes have been opened And my faith isn't blind His Spirit has brought the light to a skeptical mind And I'm a full-on Jesus freak There's no talking to me 
been stolen And my mind set free I've seen every reason To believe in the facts That Jesus lives and He loves me and there's no going back It's not that I've lost my mind I just found the truth And I pray that His Spirit Would somehow find you past all our failures to the Lord on the cross you'd get a revelation of what he's done oh and how high the cost you'd be a fool on Jesus free There'd be no talking to you Your heart would be stolen Your mind renewed by the truth You'd have seen every reason To believe in the fact And so it's a treasure. Well, same thing. When we look at a leaf, you know, catch a bug. Okay, wow. And you look at the, I mean, some of those things I can't take my eyes off of. They're, they're just too fascinating for words. They make a 747 look like a pile of junk. You know, they can't back up and perch, go up and down, over and all these kind of things. It's just amazing. And, and you know who did it. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. And you know that he's demonstrating love, care, concern, and he gets a thrill out of your discovery of things that he's done. Just parents, you know, kids love it when their parents praise their work. Guess what? Parents love it when their kids appreciate what they've done for them. Wow. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all He has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. 
They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. It's a lot more fun than just study of things. It's a study of things and the author of those things. Wow, okay. And so he's still hesitant because he knows where this is going. And I, yeah, to me, I, I figure they've already done it. They already know there's carbon-14 there. But that's just a guess on my part. And so finally, uh, Dr. Horner says, well, where's this money coming from? Who's sponsoring this? And so the radio announcer says, well, there's a church here in Denver. Oh, no, I don't want to turn this into a circus. As soon as he mentioned the word church, <laughs> that was his out. You know, oh, no. I, well, the church, you know, they weren't going to pay him in church money. They were going to pay him in American dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, what, what would be the problem? Uh, but he just was looking for an out. He said, well, I, I, I've got to talk to Mary Schweitzer about this. Well, can I call you back when you get in touch with her? Yeah, yeah that'll be all right. Click. Never got a call back. And uh, Mary Schweitzer's, you know, been on television and stuff like that, and she's had to kind of hang tough. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Recently, they said, well, you know, iron, iron can preserve blood for a little longer. We've had some blood samples preserved for up to two years with some iron in them. Let's see. So they've done it for two years. If they do it for another 67,999,998 years, maybe that would explain it. <laughs> but it just shows the and and. Carbon-14 is found all over the place. And that's the one we know most about. We really don't know where radioactive uranium came from and a lot of the other radioactive elements, but we know at least where carbon-14 comes from, at least one source, there may be others, but we know it's formed by high-energy bombardment of nitrogen-14 in the upper atmosphere. And so that's something scientists can study. It's happening right now before our very eyes. Radioactive uranium isn't happening now. And the other radioactive elements aren't being formed right now, except the ones made in the laboratory on purpose. But carbon-14, we can study it. We can measure its half-life. Libby got it wrong the first time, but we've corrected that. And, uh, and it's in everything. It's in all kinds of living things. So boy, oh boy, this would be great. And you can study it in tree rings. So I, I used to take college students on field trips out west from Florida, you know, out at Grand Canyon, Yosemite, and the uh, redwoods and all that. Bristlecone pines, the oldest uh, trees on, um, considered to be the oldest trees on earth. I like the redwoods, some of them are over 4,000 years old, 4,200, 4,300, up to maybe 4,600 years old. And the ones that are really old, unlike people, trees don't show their age. You know, the 4,000-year-old tree looks like the young one, the 1,000-year-old tree. <laughs> so their leaves don't begin to limp and they, they don't begin to droop. With <laughs> so, <laughs> wish I had more in common with a bristlecone pine. <laughs> and so, but none of them go back to 5,000. But they don't look like they're about to die. Why aren't there older bristlecone pines? Why aren't there older redwoods? And uh, maybe it's because... What else happened about four and a half thousand years ago? The flood. The flood. And so maybe as Noah was getting out of the ark in the mountains of Ararat, the seeds of these pre-flood redwoods and bristlecone pines were beginning to sprout in the flood mud out in California. That's kind of, and that's why they're none older than that. And, you know, that's astonishing. 
and it, the mystery deepens. You can do a core and you come out with a pencil, uh, about a piece of, you know, with the little tree ring bands on it. And so you can count tree rings. Now it's not perfect. Uh, there's periods of wet, a tree ring is really a measure of wet and dry. And so you can get more than one ring a year, less than one ring a year, insect infestations, droughts, shade, competition with other things uh, can affect. So they're not, they're calling more now growth rings rather than annual rings, but kind of on average, you can say there's roughly a pair of dark light bands for a year. It's not perfect, but it's better than radioactive decay dating. And so they said, well, that's, you know, here's this little pencil, bristlecone pine wood. Let's see what carbon date we get on this end down here, you know, every inch or so. And when they started doing this, of course, at first, carbon date, tree ring date was about the same, you know, a few hundred years. But the further back you went, the tree rings just went back to 4,000, but the carbon dates begin to curve upwards. And you're like, wait a minute, something's wrong here. And when they first did the carbon method, they were rewriting history. They were saying civilization didn't start in the Mesopotamian Valley. Civilization started in Romanian Bulgaria. <laughs> Wasn't any physical evidence for that. <laughs> but because they had the wrong idea. It, they had assumed that the amount of carbon-14 in the atmosphere was the equilibrium, the balance point. So it had been manufactured by energy bombardment, leaked out by radioactive decay. So like you got a garden hose, you're filling up a wooden barrel, and you look in there, it's a tenth full, an eighth full, a quarter full, a third full, a third full, a third full. What's happening? I'm still pouring water in there, but it's not getting any more full. Then you see your feet are wet. And so you reach a point where the water pouring in is equal to water leaking out. Well, the atmosphere is like a big barrel for holding carbon-14. Um, and it should be a balance for the rate of formation, carbon-14 coming in equals the rate of decay, carbon-14 going out. When Libby invented the method, he said, well, you could calculate that take 30,000 years. Well, everybody knows the Earth is older than 30,000 years. It's got to be in balance. The atmospheric scientists back then in the 50s warned him, danger alert, there's something wrong with your theory. Carbon-14 is not in balance. It's still building up. There's only enough carbon-14 for an Earth less than 20,000 years old. In fact, maybe closer to 10. What Libby do you? Just what the Apostle Peter said. He deliberately ignored the facts and kept pushing his evolutionary view. But they deliberately forget that long ago by God's word, the heavens came into being and the Earth was formed out of water and by water. And, but the scientists were right. Carbon-14 is out of balance. Uh, a famous uh, evolutionist, I got to speak in his class, William Stansfield, teaches at uh, California Polytechnic, one of the most prestigious scientific universities in the world, wrote a book, The Science of Evolution, by an evolutionist for an evolutionist. But he talks about the carbon-14 is out of balance. There's not enough of it for an old Earth, or, you know, even even back 30,000 years. And so, but he, he says, I think I know the answer. And so he says, it's possible, this is gonna be pretty close to a direct quote. 
it is possible that there was a greater concentration of water vapor in the Earth's atmosphere that would slow down carbon-14 production to absorb some of the high-energy radiation. It's possible there was a higher concentration of water vapor in the Earth's atmosphere prior to the, now remember this is an evolution text by an evolutionist, prior to the biblical flood with a capital B, <laughs> okay, <laughs> and he said, Friends, presumably uh, about 5,000 years ago. And so here's one of the world's leading evolutionists in a textbook for evolution. I know why carbon-14 is out of balance. It's a biblical flood 5,000 years ago that shook up the Earth's atmosphere. What do I say? Amen, brother, preach it. <laughs> and so if we as Christians you know, can't lead people to see Christ, uh, the invisible God clearly seen in all the things made, Christ said, if you don't believe me, believe the works that I did. Even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I in the Father. And so you, we can say that to our friends who are still struggling with evolution. Well, if you can't believe me, Believe the works. Believe what God did. Study it for yourself. And remember, when God wants you to study His world, He doesn't want you to just get smart and know more stuff. He wants you to know Him. He wants you to know who He is. He wants you to know how much you're loved that He gave His Son for you that you could enjoy what He intended first, eternal life, learning more and more about the infinite power, wisdom, majesty, and love of the God who created us. You don't want to turn that down. Don't miss out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Don't just know the world. Know the one who made it. Yes, right yeah. on. Thank you very much, Dr. Parker, for sharing with us. Wow. I didn't even know that the carbon-14 method to measure the age of the fossils points to a younger world. When I hear Gary talk about fossils, creation, and how wonderful God designed everything, I'm so amazed. I could only worship God. How he puts everything together so that it all works perfectly fine. That's fantastic. I hope that you are enlightened like me by his teachings in this program and you get a glimpse of God's majesty and glory. If God also touched your heart through this program, call us, we'd love to hear from you and help you get in touch with this wonderful God through our relationship with Jesus Christ. Belongs to the Lord, and we sing glory. 
enemy presses in hard, do not fear. The battle belongs to the Lord. Take courage, my friend, your redemption is dear. The battle belongs to 